Also, you can cuss too. Don't feel like you can't cuss. Oh, fuck yes! <laughs> yes! 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 <laughs> hey, loves, I'm Squid. And I'm Cheer. And you're listening to Not, Not Your, Your Pick, Pick Me, a podcast that highlights gamers and content creators who are breaking barriers in hopes of making gaming and streaming communities safer and more inclusive spaces for everyone. Stick around for some hilarious yet educational content. And just remember, no matter how much you want us to be, we're not your big me. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Pick Me. Today's episode features streamers in drag. Today, we have special guests Gothica Love and Annabelle Lecter, two amazing streamers to kick off our season two with a Pride episode. So let's go ahead and have our guests introduce themselves. Gothica Love, do you mind introducing yourself for our listeners? Yes, I do. Hi, I'm Gothica Love. <laughs> um, I am a horror variety content creator here on Twitch. I've been doing this full time for uh, at least more, more than a year at this point. I've been a partner for more than a year. Um, and a fun fact is that I know that Squid is very terrified of birds. <laughs> I could not with you guys ago. Oh my god. <laughs> also, I heard horror streamers, so And you would be correct if you heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> Damn it, stole my own fun fact. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Um, Annabelle, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Annabelle Lecter. I am a drag queen content creator on Twitch, and I play lots of horror games, primarily Dead by Daylight. And uh, a fun fact about me is I have a really unhealthy obsession with ketchup, but it's, it's, I don't care. I just I love ketchup. Like ketchup. I have like three bottles in my fridge right now. So I have two. Oh, work. <laughs> Favorite go. kind yeah. of ketchup. Favorite brand of ketchup. Heinz. Heinz. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't even want to look what I have right now because I don't want to offend you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Oh, man. I love that. Something that I feel like I've realized after watching a lot of um, a lot of drag queens through streaming, why is it that you love horror games so much? I mean, our life is kind of like a horror movie if you really think about it. <laughs> At least in here, we can live a fantasy and sometimes yeah. control the outcome, you know? <laughs> I used to really hate horror of any sorts whatsoever. I couldn't do it. I was deadly scared of the Evil Dead with a 1980s version of all versions because it looked like just completely tragic. And then I said, I'm going to work myself up the confidence to watch a horror movie. And so I started with Scream 2. <laughs> and, um, and then I just started love horror from there. It's just so like stupid and campy. And it's just like... I think I love that you started with Scream 2 and not just Scream. Well, that's what they had at the library. from friends and I knew friends and that was that was pretty tame but Courtney Cox is a bitch so I was like oh my god I love this you did not just say you got it from the library yes my, my mom used to go to the library and we didn't we didn't buy like a lot of movies we, they just rented it so I'm like okay cute like I'll, I'll, I'll rent it whatever right <laughs> oh gosh 
Okay, Cheer, you want to start off with our first question? (laughs) Okay. So for those of our listeners that don't exactly know like what drag is, how would you explain it to someone new? Well, for me, I feel like a drag is envisioning a character in your head and just bringing it to life and exaggerating it and going as far as you fucking can with it. I would agree. Um, What I learned from it, because the first thing that I thought of when I heard the word drag was drag queen. It's typically uh, someone who is male presenting, um, exaggerating uh, female presentation. And there's actually all forms of it. Honestly, there's the opposite of a female presenting to male presenting. And even in between, it's not even, gender is a construct tearing apart at this point, honestly. And that's what I sort of love Mm -hmm. about it. I could see someone dress up as a sexy, cinched up French fry and doing a song to, I don't know, McDonald, old McDonald. It's so artistic and I, I love it in every sense because I'm not an artistic person by any means. I can't draw. All I can draw is stick figures. And it sort of makes me feel beautiful that I could at least do this, right? <laughs> so it, I, I love, it's just a very awesome art expression. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's so many different forms of art expression. This is 1,000% one of them. One of the most entertaining, for me at least, I'd have to say. And painful, might I add. (laughs) Yeah. But worth it, worth it, baby, worth it. (laughs) I was about to say, I cannot talk on experience, but from what I understand and the stuff that you all go through and the – like. The things that you're willing to put your body through to be able to perform the things that you want to perform, fascinating. Absolutely impressive. How long have both of you been performing drag? Um, I actually started performing in, um, I think it was 2018, 2019. I had moved over to Long Beach and did some shows at some club named Ripples. Super cute. Um, Yeah, so since then, pretty much. I have taken a break. Twitch has taken over my life. And I mean, I'm so here for it. I I prefer it a lot more. Uh, But yeah, about that long. So I don't exactly have a timeline. I started getting into makeup when I was, again, in the eighth grade. (laughs) Um, And I, uh, to be honest, have never performed IRL anywhere. A lot of my stuff started taking off when the pandemic honestly started. Um, I was working a full time uh, in a call center. And when the pandemic started, I started to just like, I loved Twitch more and it like, it took a really heavy toll on my mental health. So I, I ghosted them for a month because they deserved it. They were a piece of shit to me. <laughs> um, and then I gave them their equipment back finally and quit. And um, that's when I started really focusing on, like, I have all, I have the most valuable resource out of anybody and that's time um to take the time to actually start cultivating my face and what I want to do in my artwork because I'm not it's, it's not that I don't perform I've done online um performances where you record it and edit it which is a lot tougher I would assume than IRL performances because you have to know how to edit you have to know how to cut it you have to know how to do all of that and it's not easy it's not something that's it's just natural you have to learn over time and it does take some time to learn and I, I knew how to video edit um so I would say at least these past two years I would say I would be performing but um I, I've been doing makeup for as long as I could possibly start honestly no I it's that's 
absolutely fascinating. It's really cool to see how you both have had different journeys as mm -hmm. well when it comes to timeline and whatnot. And Annabelle, it sounds like you've been you've done some IRL stuff, whereas yes. Gotha, you fo Gothica, you focused more on the online aspect. So I'm really excited yeah. for us to get into that whenever we uh, get down to those questions. And I, I, I did do. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Go. Ahead. You, okay. No, I you, did. I did. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, Gothica. No, okay. Um, fight. Fight. So, fight. <laughs> We'll settle this in Mario Party, girl. I got you. As long as I can watch, I'm good to go. Okay. So I, I did one digital show um, on Twitch. That was actually my introduction to Twitch when the pandemic hit. And Gothica is absolutely fucking right. Digital drag is a million times harder than uh, doing like the real in real life shows. You got to do like five or six takes of the number versus in real life. You only you go out and do it once on stage. Then there's the editing aspect. You got to do different looks for the recording. And it's a whole like hassle. So yeah, absolutely. It's digital. days. Yeah. Days. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I can have the capacity to do something IRL because a lot of the stuff that is seen on camera uh, is pulled back with a ponytail. So I would have to <laughs> learn how to cinch it to and and then I would probably be more comfortable, but I'm sort of in like a limbo where I'm just like, I'm just buying something off of Sheen right now. Until I can do a little bit better, maybe I'd consider it. But I love, I love Twitch more. Everything mm -hmm. I do, like outside of Twitch, is gonna end up being for Twitch in the end of the day because Twitch is my baby, honestly. It's like the if I had to be real, it's like the only project that makes me feel like I'm doing something right, like almost ever. Um and doing something for myself. Like this actually is a project that I have not ever given up on. And I give up on a lot of projects if I have to be honest. So I, I'm com uncomfortable and content with this, honestly. <laughs> so how did uh, both of you come up with your drag names? And then what are some of the favorites you've ever heard? So for me, I was such like a horror junkie as a kid. I loved anything horror. Like I started off with the Nightmare on Elm Street series. It was just the campiest fucking shit ever. Freddie is an icon. She's the queen. I will say that right now. And um, so when I, you know, was diving more into horror, I ran across Silence of the Lambs, of course. Um, I watched that movie, fell in love with the Anthony Hopkins, great actor. And just his name, Hannibal Lecter. I was like, how, how can I take that and make that more like cunty? You know what I mean? Like, no. <laughs> And there was this uh, girl in my class. Um, I was in middle school. Her name was Anna. I absolutely, she was so gorgeous. And I was like, okay, I don't like the name Hannah. So I'm gonna go Annabelle and then Lecter with a K because she's unique. And yeah, it just kind of went from there. Um, and my favorite drag queen name, oh Lord. Oh, some queen that I met in Long Beach. Her name was uh, <laughs> Shanita Lotta Dick. <laughs> <laughs> There was like Shanita on your, uh, on your dick and then on your knees. There was just so many, so many. <laughs> one of that. one of the queens I cheer with, her name is Anita D. Period. There you go. Lots of Anita. They need a lot of shit, girl. They need a lot of it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, so I came up with my name. It was actually my Snapchat name to begin with. At around the time that I was discovering horror movies, I watched this movie called Gothica uh, with Halle Berry in it. It was 2001. And I'm like, damn, I really love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so Gothica love, because it sounds like, it sounded like at the time I was definitely more like Gothic. It sounded like Gothic and alternative, but also like 
feminine and cute because that was the vibe that I was trying to go for. I haven't done like anything gothic lately, but um, I had that um, as a username since eighth grade. And I'm like, okay, well, when I discovered Twitch and I'm like, okay, let's just make that my Twitch username, whatever. And it just stuck and I love it to this day. I so I feel so cute. <laughs> oh, and then um, my favorite drag queen name. Well, there's this dumb bitch named Annabelle Lecter. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the fuck she got that stupid ass name. Probably from that movie, Silence of the Cows or whatever. <laughs> No, no, no. I, no. I, love, I love you, bitch. I, I love, love you. you right back. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> someone, someone recently started uh, Baby Drag and they, they named themselves Vanilla Extract. And I'm like, that seems fitting. Caucasian <laughs> shit. So, yeah. Like, what in the capacity? Vanilla, I know. The capacity of all. And when they see it, they're going to be like, fuck you. <laughs> but I love you. you know? Right. I cannot. <laughs> So real quick um, as well, Annabelle, if you don't mind for our listeners at home to explain sure. a little bit, give us a definition of what campy means. So campy is just taking something and just over exaggerating it. Like, look, <laughs> <laughs> campy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Lee Bowery is one of my biggest inspirations as far as being like an artist goes. And he is the one that inspired this look. This is very Lee Bowery from the 80s. Educate yourselves. Y'all watch it. If you don't know who Lee Bowery is, go look it up. Um, but yeah, just very bad. Just taking something and exaggerating it. Those of you who are listening right now, I don't even know if I could fully explain what Annabelle is wearing right now. It is a beautiful, let me, tell me what color that is. Cause my, mine kind of changes. Um, the I'm honestly, okay. I'm going to be honest. I am like colorblind. So I don't know. This looks orange. Today, looks but so, orange somebody to told me, my, my partner says it's peach. I see orange. Somebody else told me it was pink. So I don't fucking know, but she's cute, right? I got this from Fabrics RS. It was like $5 a yard. She made this too. I don't know what color oh, it is. But, so but it's, it's like, like a full an, like floor length gown, like all the like way to the floor. Orange, maybe coral. It's got beautiful butterflies on yes, the sleeves. Yes. Three dimensional, yes. like they're 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 like they look like they're flying away or they just landed. Really, they just yes, landed yes. because of love. Right. Um, <laughs> Stone to the gods, all of it. Yes. So that was just a quick, uh, so that they could understand a little you, bit more. You forgot the most important part is the that beautiful lashes. Like a, a ski mask type <laughs> of contraption. Yes, like, girl, the BDSM mask. Eyes and no, mouth. Yes. Very, very Lee Bowery. That was the inspiration. It's very club kid in the 80s, like New York type of drag back then. How long did okay. you take for this look, by the way? Because I heard you so, got rushed for this. So this, I put this, like, just the makeup aspect, I put this together in, like, 15 minutes. That's all I had. I had to rush home. I got off at 6 uh, for my client. I had to rush. And he lives, like... 20 minutes for me, so she was speeding a little bit. Um, I made it home. I did my liner real quick, did some awful lips. But this outfit I made, like, a couple years ago uh, during, like, COVID. And so, yeah, I was like, you know what? I could throw this on really quick, serve a little club kid moment. I really wish I could have came on here in full drag, but I'm here for this, too. So it's okay. No, yeah. I love it. No, I love it's it amazing. Dearly. It's everything. I, I think that both of y'all look absolutely beautiful. So thank, thank you. you. Seriously, thank y'all for being here. What would you say the hardest part about performing in drag is? The the, the cinching and the padding, definitely. Um Cause you know, it's a lot of layers. You got to put your, your, your pads on. Then you got to do about six layers of dance tights. And these are like the, the suction cup ones, you know, mm -hmm. and you got like couch cushions that are so fucking big. And then when you, you want to, I don't know, kind of level everything out, you got to get a corset 
and it hurts like you really have to go full throttle like if they they always say if your ribs aren't hurting you're not doing it tight enough and, and it's true and so that's why the hardest part is honestly all the undergarments um the rest of it is easy it's fun you know you get to enjoy yourself but yeah that's where like the real pain comes from it's just the undergarments the shoes you know your toes are like this by the end of the night it's mm -hmm. what happens if you have to use the bathroom you don't yeah or you can but you know a lot of queens they they'll tuck with duct tape and it, it's a bitch to redo that and so yeah. you got to make sure like honestly for me i don't eat anything before a show that's why i don't like drinking alcohol like at shows because i have no food in me um i just mm -hmm. hydrate a lot and um yeah if i have to pee you just you just kind of get over it honestly with all the pressure of being it's backstage yeah it just it, you don't even think about it you're like i have to pee but oh fucking well there's five other queens i also have to pee so just get mm -hmm. on there and make your money girl and yeah so that's that's probably the hardest part is all the undergarments of drag <laughs> yeah with all my expertise uh, <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i have started cinching because i want to just look like a literal sand timer and yes <laughs> um <laughs> Because I, I love that. I love feeling that fantasy by all means whatsoever. Um, it is definitely the stitching. In fact, like I have like a little scar right here right now from yesterday when I was cinched up in that dress. I also had to like pull out the dress and the dress was like riding up my, we'll call it a hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. <laughs> you have to like be mindful of everything when like, you know, you're doing your thing. Um, like, will something pop out or like, will something rip? Right. Like, because it's just all so like specifically MacGyver put together mm -hmm. um yeah it does hurt especially if your um cincher starts to or your corset starts to um get older over time the it starts to like really itch against your skin and it yeah. hurts it really does but I love feeling like a tapeworm so very very <laughs> that very absolutely that. deal with it um and I do want to touch on one more thing too just for those that are listening you all you do not need to pad you do not need to cinch yeah. you don't need tits you don't need anything to do drag if you want to throw on a fucking sweater, like a little scarf, whatever, some flats, do whatever the fuck you want. As long as you believe in the fantasy that you are selling, that's all that matters. So yes. Just, just putting that out there. Because I do like to pad. I do like to corset, whatever. I like to wear boobs. But there's a lot of queens that don't. And that is completely fucking fine. You know what? They're smarter. Yeah. I'm being an idiot, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, more, more, more props to them. But yeah, again, it is not necessary. Drag is what you make it. Drag is whatever the fuck you want to do. So I'm li literally wearing a sweater and jeans. You're fine. <laughs> right, right. Honestly. One of my favorite drag queens, their name was, uh, their name is Willem. They had a makeup tutorial. They made, they made a comment. They're like, do, do you notice how like this side isn't as even as this side? That's because no one fucking cares. <laughs> He's like, you're a drag queen. No one cares. And I'm like, you know what? Very true. <laughs> you know, so just, yeah. We have no idea who of our listeners are like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to do this, but like, I'm nervous about this aspect. I'm nervous about this aspect. Y'all are giving them that confidence. Y'all are giving them that, that um, acceptance yeah. and, and courage to be able to go out there and, and do what they want to do. So thank y'all for Absolutely. sharing that. I appreciate it. It, it seems kind of like the same as like streaming. Like you could stream yeah. and just have your PlayStation and a chair. You could do drag and just have a sweater and a little bit of makeup. Like, yeah, as, as long as you have, the, you have right. Yeah. As long as you have the passion for it, like if you have the love for it, then just do it. Just do it. So we kind of talked a little bit um, so far about like how you all or how you both have gotten into the drag scene. But is there a specific thing or person that got you into drag? 
So um, for me, it was actually a show in my hometown that I was born in South Lake Tahoe. It was called the Carnival Cabaret. There was an 86-year-old drag queen. Their name was Gypsy. And um, I saw this drag queen sitting at a Starbucks, right? It was like the showroom was right next to the Starbucks in the casino. I was getting a little drink. I see this like glamorous fucking 80-year-old drag queen just sitting there. And I was like, I was just in awe, you know? And the the man at the door uh, of the show saw me just sitting there in awe, like just shook beyond belief. And he's like, do you want to come in and see a number? And I was like, please. And so, yeah, I went in, I saw Gypsy perform. It was the funniest thing ever. Um, <laughs> at the end of her number, she looks at the, at the audience and she's all, let me ask you something. <laughs> oh, my God. I completely <laughs> lost my marbles. It was just the most fabulous thing ever. I went back to that show like 60 times that summer and just fell in love with drag. I was like, oh my God, I, I found somewhere that like, I feel like I belong, you know what I mean? This is, it was just everything. I love that. If for me, I never really considered what I did to my face drag um, ever really almost initially. I just did my face. Like I, I, I wore makeup when I went to work at Michael's as a 16 year old, as 17, 18, like everywhere, the office, like one of my main inspirations for like the artistic feature that I'm trying to get to. Cause I, well, I went a little natural as you could tell, but I try to go as crazy as I can is uh, got Mick. If I have to be honest, they're a, uh, trans uh, uh, drag race um, drag queen. And um, I always loved the way that uh, she did her brows. So I was like, okay, I want to do that. But, um, and then I got, I got called Chola in my chat and I'm like, no. So I am shutting <laughs> that shit down. So I added like little like hairs and shit and now it's like unique and whatever. But um, I'm trying to just go as artistic as possible. Like I, I never really like, at first, I always try to play on my natural features. So I would keep my normal brows. I would I would just play off like the space I already had in my eyes. And then one day I did a collab with my um this, another stream drag queen, uh Miss Cookie Dough. I love her to death. Um go check her out. She's an icon. Um she we did a face swap and I had to glue down my eyebrows for that and, and I transformed into her face. And I'm like, I really love like gluing down my eyebrows and having more space. So I just started to go off from there. And I would say those are my current inspirations. <laughs> Your makeup is just so unique and like memorable that like someone sees you and you like stick in their head. They're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. got me. I tried. <laughs> that was that was my point. I wasn't gonna pull out the outfits. This is my lazy sweater, and I was just like, whatever. <laughs> so I was just like, gotta make it all up for up here, and I love to see it. <laughs> I wear this exact same makeup every single day. I'm like, <laughs> most of the time I'm watching, I'm like, y'all are 10,000 times more beautiful. I don't even, I can't, <laughs> I could never even compare. It's gorgeous. We're all gorgeous here. I love to yeah, see I was about it. To say, we're <laughs> hot. What's going on? We yeah. do have a very hot podcast going on right now. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> Gothica, you said you do Twitch as a full-time job. Um, Annabelle, do you as well? No, I do not. I am also, um, currently I am a caregiver. Um, I've been doing that for the last eight years. So that is my day job. I do work with the elderly, sometimes the developmentally disabled, just depends on what the case is. Um, but Annie, as soon as she gets home, you know, she comes out. <laughs> you mean you don't go care for them like that? No. Oh, oh my God, no. <laughs> Some of them have dementia. Wow. I will fully have the police called on me. <laughs> no, 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 no. And all this in jail, baby? I don't think so. Uh-uh, no, girl. No, girl. <laughs> no. 
but I have had some clients that were very sweet. And one of them um, just did ask what I did, um, you know, as a hobby. And I told him I felt comfortable with him. He was so cute. The next day when I came back, this man was like 76. He, he started asking me, what's your stage name? Um, what's it called? He says, do you kiki with your friends? He's like, I was looking up terminology. He was looking up terminology the night I told them just to have more to talk about with me. The cutest man ever. Yeah, it was it was amazing. So, (laughs) yeah, some uh, clients did know. Most of them know. (laughs) That is so tender. (laughs) Yeah, it was the best thing ever. He was the cutest man ever. So we talked about what got you both into drag, but what got you into streaming specifically? I'll go first on this one. Yes. Uh, yes. (gasps) Oh, God. So like three. I've been doing this for three years. Um, Three. Three years ago, I was just in a normal DVD lobby on my PS4 with um, uh, a friend of mine. And then they brought in a friend and that friend was streaming on Twitch to like two or three people and just like hanging out. I just I just thought to myself, like, it's really like cool that um, you're recording this and like it's going to be safe forever. Like, what if you get like a really crazy moment? We could talk about it later. I thought that was a really cool idea. At the time, I lived in my very first apartment. Um, and I recently went through like a really, um, horrible breakup and, um, I was living with the person. It was, um, I would some describe it as a mentally abusive situation, TW. And I, I went straight to YouTube to look up like, uh, Dead by Daylight gameplay and, um, Azralyn, I don't know if any of you know who that is. And I popped in like probably the one time ever. Um, and I they were streaming and it like looked like a lot of fun and they were talking to everybody. I'm like, oh my God, that's like so cute. And so I, I tipped them. I let them know like, hey, like you're really inspiring me to do this as well too. And I just did it like the next day. I was sleeping over at my sister's house because I was really sad. I didn't want to be alone. And so uh, the next day I just hooked it up to my PS4. And I started streaming from my PS4 from there on. And um just just for everybody to know, um, because a lot of people say like, and I don't like when people say this, but a lot of people say like, sometimes streaming is not for everyone and you got an it factor. I absolutely believe that it factors are correct, but streaming is something that you learn because I streamed for less than average 10 people for a year, like a year to a year and a half. Then it went to 20 to like 20 to 30. And then I had some bullshit video pop off on TikTok that brought a lot of like, like Trump supporters to like abort me. And then I went from 30 to 60 and it just goes on from there. And I still didn't even believe at the time that I got partnered that I had any any sort of value whatsoever. I still didn't even believe in myself to it. Streaming is a fucking journey and it has taught me to love myself even more, to be more confident in myself. I would say probably these past six months, I've been the most confident of myself and what I bring to whatever. I mean, I yeah, I can't describe what I bring. Squid probably knows that. They <laughs> rated me last night and probably sensory overload. <laughs> but I bring something. So just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, it was crazy rating you. I'm not going to lie, but it was so fun. It was so My fun. favorite person to raid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Annabelle, let's also get to you. Um, what is it that got you into streaming? So what got me into streaming, uh, my drag whole, like, I guess my little drag career started um, on social media, actually. I was an Instagram queen for, like, the first half of my drag journey. Um, things kind of took off on there, blew up a little bit. Um, I reached about, like, 20K followers at one point, And um, it, it was pretty overwhelming being so young and, like, having brands like, hey, promote this, do this, do that. And I don't, I don't know what the fuck a contract is. You know, I'm still in high school. And so I'm just kind of like, okay. And, you know, a lot of brands taking advantage of me. It, it was rough. So I um, 
my mother actually uh, passed away. Um, and when that happened, I just kind of dropped drag altogether. I did not have any motivation to get into drag and post pictures. I didn't care about promoting this or promoting that. And I didn't want to go out. So I was like, well, what, who am I going to do drag for, for me to sit here? Like, no. And um, then, yeah, as I started playing Dead by Daylight to kind of get over the situation with my mom. I know grieving death by playing a game involving death. It, it's fucked <laughs> up and weird, but, you know, so am I. So um, <laughs> I started playing Dead by Daylight. I was looking up TikToks. And I actually ran into Elix. Um, she, her name is Elix TV. She is a member of Team Stream Queens. She had a video where she was getting chased by a killer, and she was sucking on a popsicle. Yes, the rave. Yes, she put that one. She put the popsicle in her mouth and was just like, ooh, ooh, like freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Yee! And I was like, oh my God, there's a drag queen playing Dead by Daylight on Twitch. And at this point, I had already done a few of my, um, the digital drag numbers, so I knew about Twitch. I, I looked her up and I instantly fell in love. I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect for me. Like, I don't want to perform out anymore. I play games every fucking day anyway, so might as well throw this shit on, get on camera, and build a wonderful fucking community full of a bunch of queer people. And yeah, so that's kind of where uh, I got started was all because of Elix. I love that you both knew which one it was, though. She looked like a blow-up doll. That's how I remembered it. She looked like a straight-up blow-up doll. I was screaming. There was something long in her mouth, girl. Oh, it was so funny. She didn't even like stick like a part of it in. She sticked most more the most the whole part girl, of the yeah, pop all of popsicle, it. and then just like. <laughs> At the end, it was the funniest clip I had ever seen in my life. It was like, oh it was as, as exaggerating as it sounds, it was like truly life changing. Cause I was like, oh my God, this is something I could fucking do. Like, let's go. And then, yeah. And you saw that support exactly. too. Like, you saw that, like, oh, other people also are really into this, like, into yes. like, being able to see this entertainment. It's like, oh, I, I was shocked. I, I did not think there was a market for drag queens playing video games. I did not mm. expect that at all. Yeah. And, and there's just so much drag representation on Twitch. I fucking love it. <laughs> we I truly so took much. over Twitch. Like Twitch oh, is yeah. a drag oh my God, yes. home. I'm yes. sorry. Yes. But... How, um, yes. how did the two of you actually meet? <laughs> I came into Gothic Street because okay. I was in love with her fucking name. And I remember I was like, oh my God, like I was intimidated. I am a shy fucking person. Um, and I was like, you know what? You got to go out. You got to meet people. If you're, if you're going to build connections, go fucking meet people. Yeah. So I was under recommendations. I, I saw this beautifully chaotic person and I was like, let me go in there. I almost pissed myself with, within the first like two minutes. So I was like, I, I must talk to her. And yeah, then uh, she reached out and asked to do a collab one day and I almost shit my pants then. And <laughs> Yeah, then we just became really close after that, so. I love that. I don't remember a single thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah! And yeah, was it the Mario Party when we did Mario Party? Or yes. Do, yes, okay, yeah. Yes, that was our first collab. Mario Party with Kylie Gabor yes. and Ms. Ladasha, and I had so much fun. <laughs> I would have to agree with y'all, though. Like, like, drag queens have taken over the like twitch sphere especially when it mm -hmm. comes to like um the interest of like the queer community specifically mm -hmm. yeah we we not we not only play video games but we like we have to entertain you know what i mean and yeah. like you have to you have to keep up like this i don't want to i guess like a facade you know what i mean when the cameras turn on so do you and mm -hmm. you don't want to be caught slacking 
Yeah. And well, I want to touch on that because there's a little bit of a dark side when it comes to keeping up that facade because a lot of people think it's um, like VTubing, it's like an immersion. And unfortunately, while I see this with like some of my friends as well too, when they do a stream out of phase, unfortunately, they don't have as much like going on on their stream because a lot of people don't like to go out and talk to that. And that, that like, I just want to say upfront creates so much dysmorphia for literally anybody that does this type of thing. Like mm -hmm. I, I already feel not so confident out of my face already, which is the main reason why I do it. I want to feel beautiful. I want to feel glamorous, but sometimes I just want to hit the live button like most people. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, right. So, so it's really, it's really important to look at that aspect as well too, when it comes to talking about it being a facade or an immersion, like that's a person first and yeah. foremost before anything else. Um, but a beautiful person nonetheless. <laughs> right. Where would you say it hits on the mental health aspect of feeling like you have to be on all the time to be able to um, well, feel like you're keeping your community around? I know I have resting bitch face, so it makes me feel unapproachable at times uh, when I feel as if I'm doing a face, not uh, doing a, a stream, not in face. And not a lot of people do come by because we all have channel analytics. And yeah, it's okay to look at numbers. It depends on what you do with those numbers is how it shapes who you are. So I don't want anybody to feel ashamed for obviously like looking at, you know, that kind of things. I love looking at bars and pie charts and all that. Uh, I'm a woman in STEM. I'm... <laughs> yes. By, um, it, it does, it does take a little bit of a hit on me, but lately I'm just trying to remember, and this has been helping me a lot lately, is that it's just one day. It's one day out of so many more days that you're going to have in the future. So many days that you've had in the past, you know, and like you, you did it, you felt comfortable and you had a lot of fun with um, whoever was there. And that should be like the number one thing that we should uh, all be looking at. But it does make me feel like at, at the beginning of it, it made me feel a little sense of like, uh, maybe I'm just not as attractive as other people. So maybe I'm just not as approachable. Uh, maybe I look like I'm just bored or tired or, or you know, all that because of my art, the resting bitch face. Um, that, that was my experience with it. Lately, I don't give a fuck no more. Right. <laughs> you've had, thank you've God. had that little, well, uh, first, you've had that little blue um, VTube model. Ramona Has that Rosebud. helped? <laughs> um, so not necessarily. And the reason why is because she's a persona herself. Because um, a lot of VTubers, they, they just use they're, they're themselves and it has a beautiful artwork i love vtubers i've been getting really obsessed with them that's where part of my chaotic energy comes from actually i'm really inspired by some vtubers um uh ramona has a voice like i i, I went um i met twitch people on twitch for the first time in california san diego california because there was going to be no twitch con and i've been safe I, I i always wear my mask everywhere i fucking go and i was just like i need to meet someone though i don't travel it was my first time on a plane and i developed like this voice and it sounds a lot like lady bunny and she's like Girl, and she will say like the most de defamed <laughs> de depraved shit ever Girl, i was around when i nailed jesus back in the day and I put him on the cross, and just <laughs> some different stupid shit. And everybody just fell in love with Ramona. She's my emotes. And so I did partial PNG tubing at that time, but it's a very different vibe because it's not, I'm not trying to be me. I'm trying to be someone else, which is Ramona Rosebud. So if I had, had I did a VTuber of any sorts where I'm myself, it would probably be a lot easier, but it, with because of that aspect, 
it didn't make it any easier whatsoever. And it was a very different vibe. Um, and plus a lot of people, um, and I've seen great examples of this, a lot of people um, that are into drag streams are not synonymous, synonymously into VTubers. It's two completely different niches. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. being able to make people understand what VTubing really is, because it's technically like still like a very new thing. It's a popular thing right now, but it's still very new, um, is not synonymous in any way whatsoever. So I can't just cut cold turkey and go to VTubing unless I was ready to be able to not have as much people around. And I love what I do. I love doing my face all the fucking time. I love feeling fabulous. So I'd rather do this more than VTubing over anything. What about you, Annabelle? I have noticed that like um, off drag or like out of drag stream days, they don't perform as well as being in drag. So it does take a toll because you're kind of like, well, what the fuck's wrong with me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Am I not okay? Like, it's still me just with a fucking bunch of paint on my face. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I can get a little, like, um, you just beat yourself up a little bit. You think you're not good enough. But, um, you know, at the, at the end of the day, the way I see it, it's, like, I, it's my art form. I love doing it. So the moment it starts feeling like a chore is when I got to, like, chill out. Yeah. Hold on, otherwise, it's going to mm -hmm. suck all the fun out of it. And I don't want that. So I started recently dabbling into like filter tubing. So like I'll still throw a wig on, I'll have a cute outfit, and then I'll throw like a Bratz doll filter. Yeah. And I still get to give out a fantasy. My skin gets a break. I don't have to, you know, take four hours prior to starting my stream to get ready. It takes me like four hours. So my my day starts at 12 uh, a.m. And then I end stream at like around 12 p.m. So it's like a 12-hour day when I do stream and drag. It also like shows you like who's really there for you and there's nothing wrong with the people that leave because you're yeah. on drag whatever they enjoy what they enjoy but at least this way the people that are still there you can build a connection with them even stronger mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's cool and like like i said it's just one day out of many that's what i always tell myself a lot when i'm like oh my god i'm such a lazy cunt i'm not getting in fucking drag like what's wrong with you you know what i mean like you're so useless like blah 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 and it's just lazy like girl bitch. very oh, nice lazy ass bitch <laughs> And so I just kind of tell myself, like, no, it's okay. You are human. You are not just that you are not Annabelle Lecter, just Annabelle. You are also Jonathan. Like, Jonathan, uh, Annabelle wouldn't be here without Jonathan, so take care of him, too. Um, you know, I've only been streaming for about, like, 11 months. I'm hitting my one year in June. And, you know, seeing numbers fluctuate does hurt. You know, it hurts your feelings a little bit. You're like, well, shit, what am I doing wrong? What's happening? It's just, that's just the way it goes. Sometimes people are busy. There will be a month where a lot of your viewers are just fucking busy and then they'll be back next month. It's mm -hmm. fine. But don't ever beat yourself up for it. You know what I mean? If it doesn't perform as well as you'd like. And just keep fucking going because it all adds up, you know, like TikTok and shit. Views can be awful. But mm -hmm. if you just keep fucking posting, something's going to blow up. Like, just keep trying. You're not I wrong. mean, I discovered this myself the other day. I'm still learning like stuff that makes me happy. But like, like at 3 a.m., I was I was little, little feeling a little bad about myself. And I'm like, I have no reason to feel bad, but I'm just feeling a little down. And I'm just like, I'm feeling a little unsuccessful. And it happens to me like all the time. Like I'm not doing enough. <gasps> you could be bigger. And I have right, like, this right. like overbearing mom that could tell me like you could be, you could have been something. Uh, <laughs> but like I, I was scrolling through my own. Uh, narcissist i was scrolling through my own tiktok just like Mood. all the moments that were like so funny mm -hmm. and like so great i'm like i did all of this like what am i even thinking of all of these things and i suggest for everyone to do that like if you're feeling down mm -hmm. scroll through your own tiktok i will guarantee you it will chew you up in 3.2 seconds the memories right. the fondness you did actually do something i've done the exact same thing, thing yeah. i've done the it's exact a same content thing. creator I'm thing yeah it's just mm -hmm. 
I've gone through and I've just been swiping. I'm like, God, that was so funny. Like that was a good time. Like you this are right, right. No, I'm gonna be honest. When I started discovering you, you two on my FYP page, that's where I recognize y'all the most. I was just like, you are doing the God's work when you're like, <laughs> like just going on it on like, on on a fucking uh, on the VC, and I'm just like. And like I will sit there, and then I will start to doom scroll your page. And just, right? Yeah. <laughs> I even saw one. I saw Cheers's today. Like I'm like, you fucking right? Because <laughs> I cannot go on VC. My mental health is. <gasps> but y'all, I'm just like you're. You're doing what I want to do. Right. Right. Honestly, <laughs> I love it. I, it's, it's, it's inspiring, really. Like it pop is. off, it really pop is. the fuck off. <laughs> I, I would like to make a disclaimer that I do not have good mental health. I just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Neither of us have good mental yeah. health. Don't let us fool you. My therapist is like, how are you letting out your emotions? And I'm like, well, I don't feel them or I scream at unsuspecting children on Call of Duty. And she's like, I'll take it. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. That's what you gotta do, sure. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know, as long as it's coming out somewhere. <laughs> All right, so you obviously know that our podcast is called Not Your Pick Me. Do you both have a definition or understanding of what a pick me is to you? It's okay if not. I just don't want to word anything. I studied bimbology. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So from what Cheer and I have experienced and what we've started to understand of what a pick me is, a pick me usually is called out for women specifically. Women are usually the ones that are called a pick me when really a pick me can be anyone and it can be anyone on video games online, as well as even like in real life. It's just a person who is willing to put down others. uh, And at the, like they're putting down others to be able to help themselves feel like they are part of the group. The majority. Yeah, they're trying to appease the oppressor to feel equal to them, even though they never will be. Ran into a lot of people like that in my life. Being a drag queen, especially, there was a lot of gay men who were very like, they would just shame me. You know what I mean? For for some odd fucking reason. They thought it was it was cute to like shame me with their little like straight friends and be like, oh, like I'm gay, but I'm not one of those gays. Like I, I'm different, you know, I can chill with those straights. And I'm mm. like, ew, why would you want to? <laughs> <laughs> no, no shade, no shade, but you know. Well, it's okay yeah. to shade a little. <laughs> right, right. We're running <laughs> into that, it. yeah. It's it's happened so, so many times. A lot of close friends that were like, oh no, you're you're freaking weird. And I'm like, what? Like, it's makeup. Like, relax. It's still me, girl. Like, hello. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of pick me's I've ran into in my life. I just in my head, I was like, no, everyone's so supportive. Well, that's bullshit. I don't know why. Oh, I try yeah, to live no, in that world. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, the the type of drag I do, um, I can be like very alternative. I can be very club kid. Um, there's a lot of pageant queens who do not like my type of drag. They want everything like divine fish, like feminine. You know what I mean? They want everything mm-hmm. to be polished. Yeah, polished. Like, like a certain type of polish. Yeah. Because you, I, I consider you polished. You are absolutely gorgeous. Your thank art you, is you. literally fucking art and no one could do like your face, which is beyond me. I don't mean to thank interrupt. Thank you so much. No, no, you're good. <laughs> thank you so much, Gothica. Yeah. Um, and with that, you know, there have been a lot of queens who would not want to book me. And, you know, my my drag sisters who, you know, they do like my art of drag, but they also do pageantry. They would be very like pick me's with them. 
they'd be like, oh yeah, girl, I don't know. There's no room for that in here, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you are also a man in a wig, bitch. Do not piss me off, friend. <laughs> lick your eyebrow off. Oh, this is glued on, bitch. You can't lick her off. So it's just like, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it's in the drag community. It's even in like the gaming community. You know what I mean? I have some friends who don't like a certain play style and they'll like, they'll shame a play style that they also enjoy with the opposing side. I, if that makes sense, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like with Killer and Survivor, there's like a whole discussion. Survivors use dead heart and they suck. And I'll see people who like will literally play with me and they will use those perks, but then we'll go into like a killer mainstream and be like, fuck those survivors with dead heart. And it's like, girl, why are you trying to be a pick me? It's fine. Like just say you love dead heart and what, you know? <laughs> so I, I feel like you see it everywhere you go and it's so unfortunate. When I heard the definition, I was just like, I, nothing really came to mind initially. I guess it's because I, a lot of the times I do really stick to myself and uh, I mind my own lane and I'm starting to, you know, put myself out there a little bit more like, People are not as bad as they seem. The world does not end. <laughs> you can say hi to someone. There's no reason to have anxiety to say hi to someone and keep up a conversation, maybe. Um, I I didn't really start even defending myself in like uh like 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 a boundaries type of manner, I guess. Um, and until maybe like six months to a year ago. A lot of people, a lot of people that don't do what me and Annabelle do like to judge it in like a lot of positive ways but then there's the ones that do it in like a really like negative way and they feel the need that we need to know how they feel about it when truly I don't give a shit <laughs> so um there will be times where like you know people will come in and like they'll say something just like a little bit off not not recently but I've had that kind of experience I haven't had that with like another I would say per se a streamer on um, no, I never had someone like put me down to my face before. Maybe I'm cute. I don't know about you, Annabelle, but maybe I'm cute. <laughs> God, I am such a bitch to you today. I love you. I love you. Too. I, don't know, I don't know what is going on with me. But um, that's how we show But then love. again, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, ki- it's kicking, you know? That's just how it is. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. That shit's funny. Like, for me personally, I have my own opinions. Like, I don't like people that are overtly toxic in an after game chat. I really don't. I think it's not a personality. Um, and I will say that. But if you want to do that, just as long as you own it, I'm fine with it. Don't come to me like saying, like, I think you're a bad person. You're a person. but everybody has like their own things or whatever you know so um and nothing that i experienced personally is where someone went to my face and was basically pick me behavior you haven't dealt with pick me's but i've seen that you have dealt with a lot of like hate reads and stuff gothica so how did you handle those um so i will say when i mentioned my streaming journey um earlier 30 to 60 the reason why that happened i used to post on tiktok three times a day they say post a lot do a lot and I'm, at that time i wasn't confident in like my content all the time i was really nitpicking trying to find a clip all the time and that's how that's how it is a lot of the times when um you're not as big as ours because i hate calling you know small streamers small like there's no such thing as a small streamer you're just not as big yet Mm -hmm. um 
And I, I was just, one day, I was just like, fuck it. Like, I had the day off of work, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm burnt out from always posting, and it's just not, like, really big or going anywhere. Like, oh, I'm not having my blow-up moment, streamer, oh. And so I was just like, let me just post this one one-minute troll clip of me, like, reading the Boots House down. They they came in my chat. They said, gays are weird, Trump 2020. I don't just know where, because this was around the election time. I was just like, okay. And then they continued to say I had a big forehead. Uh <laughs> Uh, which is funny in retrospect now, but I read them down. I was playing Fall Guys throughout the whole time. I was just saying, they're like, you stupid fucking bitch smut. I'm trying to get, like, you know, to placement. I was trying to get placement. You know, you are the most irrelevant person here between everybody that's here. So how about you crawl back into your basement in which you do not socialize and leave the stream alone? <laughs> and this was right before the elections. So I posted it. I said, I'm going to ignore TikTok because I am mad. Um, and I went and did my thing. Like three hours later, I came back home and it blew up. Like it was like almost like near like 500K views. But a lot of the comments were really negative because it came from Trump supporters really mm -hmm. bombarding me. So that was my first TikTok, I would say technically hate raid that I've experienced. And it did take like a little bit of toll on me because I had to put myself on a pedestal to be like, I'm going to defend myself because I don't want people to see. Not only that, like, not that I'm not weak, it's just more like you need to be able to defend yourself in these certain types of situations and you are allowed to react the way that you want to react because mm -hmm. people said like oh like you stutter or oh like um you like seem so angry i'm allowed to react how i want to react you don't get to police that and second off i am reacting to normal human things if i stutter if i'm like oh, it's because like you caught me off guard like i'm not gonna feel right. bad about that and ableist don't try me so mm -hmm. I, I I went from 30 to 60 at a point and I met so many amazing people around that time. But the most recent thing I would say is, um, God, what was it? Like a few months ago, randomly one day, I was just like, I want to do a rainbow look. That wasn't celebrating anything special. I want to be rainbow, like all the time. And around that time, Cozy TV was starting to happen. And apparently, mm. I, don't, I don't know uh, what the fuck that is. I learned it on stream, mm -hmm. honestly. Like I am so disconnected. I learned it on mm -hmm. stream. And they were like, oh, there's hate raids going on. And I was, I said to myself, Wow, I've never been hate rated before. That's not gonna happen to someone <laughs> like me. <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so like sometime in the stream, like some people that were already viewing me because they, you, there was a lot of people that were really helpful just watching the cozy TV stream to see who they're going to next and try to warn them ahead of time. And they were coming to me all of a sudden. So like I started receiving all these bunch of follows. So I hit the two minute and 30 minute, two minute, 30 second ad. And I said, hi, my <laughs> name is Gothica Love. <laughs> and um, I basically read them the Boots House. And I'm like, you scared of all this? You fucking scared? You fucking scared? Like just like going <laughs> off or whatever. I, I learned early on, trolls, tr turn trolls into content. You are oh, not yeah. your bitch. They're your bitch. And, and that's exactly what I did. And um, when I heard that, that, like it was like some VTuber apparently when I heard that like they were like oh pull out pull out get out get out and I was just like pull out game week you should have <laughs> <laughs> I game saw week. that live it was the best oh, thing ever it, it was, was the best everything. way to handle it um but I know a lot of people have had it a lot worse like that is just probably a minor hate raid yes, and like what yes. they had like 500 viewers that's considered minor there has been people that have been swatted 
and mm-hmm. I mean, all yes. sorts of stuff. And that's, I could never imagine being swatted, especially midway in a stream. Like I could never imagine, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's hard that any, anyone would even really experience it just for, just for going online and, you know, creating the space that they want to create for themselves beyond me. It's crazy. I only experienced one hate raid, but um, only the after effects of it, I guess you could say. My my mods, they're absolutely lovely, and they are always on it. The minute they saw anything fishy, boom, 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 gone. Uh, sub chat only mode and fucking the advertisements. I was like, what happened? Why is it in sub chat only mode? And then they were like, don't worry about it, girl. I was like, okay. And then I get a text from my head mod, and she's like, hey, girl, they came in, like, but we, we took care of it. I was like, period. But afterwards, it was just so unsettling to know like shit I was like targeted mm-hmm. and then to not know like what's gonna happen after like w- you know what if I get doxxed like you know previous friends that we have on the streaming community you know some of them have been doxxed their personal information was released you know dead names all, all that awful shit and um yeah it's definitely scary especially with pride month being around you know I had a big conversation with my mods that we got to stay diligent and we got to pay attention if anything's awkward immediately stop gothic actually inspired this i have a two minute and 30 second ad button right here ready to go i have an emergency (laughs) sub only mode exactly exactly and so you know it's it's it's, for those of you watching yeah it is important to stay diligent and make sure you have a panic button ready to go if you don't have a stream deck like you you can get the app on your phone um you could do it on your computer just sub your stream stream dashboard there you can add the buttons and just click Mm -hmm. it right there your mods could even do it as well too you know like it's it's important to stay diligent and ready it's not because you should be fearsome which is why like i don't talk about this like a whole bunch because i don't like to like strike fear into people it's just a safety precaution yeah safety precaution you you need to take in the end of the day if you want to curate a safe space that you uh, consider yourself a safe space you know like that's something that you should have like ahead of time absolutely i I, i'm i'm the type of girl like i have thick skin Uh, a lot does not affect me you know what i mean haters like that i'm like girl kiss my ass so you're gonna be in my dms later just so (laughs) you know you know and it's like i don't care but the my community members like the 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 safe space that i've created i refuse to let some asshole ruin that for them i don't want them Mm -hmm. to be like oh shit i don't want to go in there i don't want to see anything feel bad yeah no fuck no and so you know Mm -hmm. i don't let them see me sweat either because i'm just like girl we're not worried about them it's fine i had somebody come in calling me all sorts of slurs saying i looked like pennywise the clown i was like baby i'm cosplaying your mama what do you mean pennywise (laughs) and like i remember his account name was like el jefe which means like the the boss and i was like el jefe i was like that's what your daddy calls me too (laughs) you know know what i mean you just like gothica said take the trolls and turn them into content you know what i mean laugh at them you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to let them see you sweat. It's not, it's not worth it. But of course, if it does affect you, it is valid, obviously. Like, like, like we said, don't be, don't be fearful, but stay ready. You ain't got to get ready if you stay ready. Like when y'all talk about mods, we, I feel like they don't get enough thanks sometimes. No, for the amount mods of are the work backbones that of they do. Yeah. Like they are literally the reason why that I'm even functioning. <laughs> Mood, very that. So um, at the end of our podcast, even though we're not live, we like to kind of do like a raid like mm. Twitch, but not live. Um, right, if you right. could raid anybody right now, um, who would you raid? 
I'm just going to specifically state that I am looking through my list of people that are alive currently right now as we speak, because there is so many people I would obviously say. Um, if I ask y'all to check anybody out whatsoever, this is my current inspiration. They are so beautiful. They're nice. They are a lovely trans streamer. Their name is Spooky Snowflake. Um, yes. exactly the way that it's supposed to spell, Spooky and Snowflake. Uh, they are a goth, goth mini titty streamer. That's what they say. And and sometimes big titty they are so funny so hilarious when you start hearing their voice you will never get it out of your mind um they talk about everything like really serious shit and make make it so that like there's hope in the end of the tunnel and they talk about really stupid slutty shit and i love them so <laughs> yes. fucking much and that. i'm hoping to collab with them tomorrow thank god but yeah spooky snowflake check them out i love her so much thank you what about you, Annabelle? Yes. So for me, um, I would absolutely love if y'all checked out. Their name is Euphoric Rose OX on Twitch. They are a dear friend of mine. They are a Black content creator here on Twitch. Um, they do a lot of Grand Theft Auto roleplay. Some of the funniest shit you will ever see in your life. They are one of the funniest people on here. Aside from Gothica, of course. That bitch will always be my number one chaotic streamer. But <laughs> Euphoric Rose, something about their their presence on stream and you just feel so welcome i have never laughed as hard as i have in their stream before check out their tiktok if you can like i said euphoric rose ox some of the funniest content you will find online uh, they were one of the first streamers to actually raid me too on twitch oh that's awesome absolutely adore them their links and things like that will also be in our show notes so that people can check those Word. out as well as all of your socials and things like that so that people lovely, can lovely. go and check out y'all as well Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Not Your Pick Me, hosted by me, Squid. And me, Cheer. Join our community over on the Discord and follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more exclusive content. When you leave a review, tell us about the topics and creators that you want to learn more about. Our executive producer is Janice Matsko of Empowerment Ventures, and our theme music was created by Brandon Peralta. Until next time, guys, all my lovins. And thanks for hanging out. Okay. Wow. That was great. <laughs> I have, that my was face amazing. is hurting. My face Mine, is literally yeah, hurting hurts. from smiling. Mine too. It's from the mask. My nose is like smushed right now. So. I, you yeah. turned to the side before and I was like, oh yeah. no. I was like, there's painful. no nose. What the fuck? The rhinoplasty of it all. <laughs>